some think we're funny Most people don't know We're too old for this podcast Hello everyone, this is my very good buddy, Abby Barrett And this is my very good buddy, Brendan Boogie And welcome to a special Christmas edition of We're Too Old for This Podcast. Here's the concept. Two best buddies, that's Abby and myself, watch buddy movies and then compare the movie friendship to our own. This week we are covering 2005's Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, starring Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer. And this is a Christmas movie. This is our Christmas edition. Ding, 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 ding. Those are jingle bells. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Is that what that was? Yep. Ding, ding. Ho, ho, ho. Yay. Are you you feeling in the Christmas spirit? I mean, I love Christmas. Do you really? Despite what people think about me. Being a Grinch. I, I, Christmas is like my jam. Really? Yeah. What do you like about Christmas? I mostly love like the look of Christmas. Like I love the lights and I kind of like the weird cold weather. And it's really like, I don't know. It's just very, I like the festive part of it. Right. And I like, I like buying gifts for people too. Yeah. And I'm, I like getting sh- gifts. Let's be honest. You don't generally like anything, and for you to register any kind of emotion, we need specially calibrated instruments. Well, I've been programmed. Determine. I've been programmed to like Christmas. Oh, they made you a Christmas android. Yes, they did. Yeah. Oh, that yep. was very nice of them because mm-hmm. I know some of them are like horny androids. Some yep. of them are like uh, wacky androids, and you're a Christmas loving android. That's your yes. humanizing programming they put in. That's the only creators. function that I have, actually. <laughs> Must love. Christmas. So uh, before we get into the movie, why don't we introduce each other? Okay, you should start. Okay, this is Abby Barrett. She is a singer, a songwriter, a Christmas lover, I have just learned, Mm -hmm. and the spitting image of the heat miser. That's true. Yeah, I can't argue with that. She has the giant red hair and Mm -hmm. the, you know. The angry eyes. The angry eyes, you just look exactly <laughs> kind like. Kind of wiry. The, kind of from, from the year without a Santa Claus. Yep. That is you, the heat miser. The heat miser. Um, and you are Brendan Boogie, filmmaker, animator, songwriter, um, freelance gigger. I am a freelance you like, gigger. You like to gig? And, I gig. I, I've been known to gig now and then. And the, um, the Yeti from um, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> That's right. We are both... <laughs> Famous claymation characters <laughs> from what are their names? The free oh god, I wish I could put well, the names in that. The abominable snowman, right? That's what his right, name was. Right. But who the one that made the all those things that were Oh um Yukon Jack? Yukon Gold? No, no, I'm thinking Santa of Claus? Else. No, I'm not thinking of Santa Claus. The dentist? Either. I'm not thinking of the characters. <laughs> I'm thinking of the people that made those Burl claymation Ives? cartoons. God damn it. Well, I will look it up, and I'm sure Hanna Barbera. Right now, it was not Hanna Barbera, but that's uh. closer. But we'll, we'll we'll end it there, okay? Uh, because I know I'm sure someone listening is screaming at me that knows the answer right now. <laughs> that's the most frustrating thing to hear someone on a podcast going, "What is the name of that movie?" Well, we never said we were experts. In the face, no. Um, so let's. So speaking of Christmas movies, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Now it's barely a Christmas movie. Yeah, it's it's. it's not so much, but it's not as. I mean, you've got Michelle Monaghan in that little little outfit. That's sure. a, that's basically the only Christmas that I saw in the whole thing. But what did you think of the movie? I liked it. I remember seeing it when it came out in two thousand five and liking it. But yeah, it's like once again, it was one of those movies where I enjoyed watching it. I I don't know, the plot is so confusing to me still. Yeah, you ha- you have a hard you had a hard time with with Bill and Ted, so I, I think yeah. that uh, <laughs> I think that have doing a, a multi threaded noir movie. Yep. But it I but I I agree. I think it's pretty terrific, and I think the um, writing is terrific, and I think the acting is pretty terrific. Yeah. Um, of course, uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer. Yeah. So why don't we jump into it? Why don't you uh, tell the folks uh, bring us through what happens in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Okay, well, after so it starts with Harry, and Harry is a uh, kind of like a two bit two bit crook. Is that what that they're yeah. called? Yeah, yeah, like a like he robs yeah. stores. Yeah, and, he robs stores. Know, kind of. Um, and after accidentally auditioning, or after he's like running from the cops, he runs into an audition kind of accidentally, um, and he ends up getting the part. Basically, they're gonna yeah. fly him out to L.A. 
and they kind of like bring him to parties and stuff. And he meets this guy, um, Perry Van Dyke, also known as Gay Perry, played by Val Kilmer. Um, and he's a private detective who has been assigned to give um, Harry some detective lessons. And during their first lesson, they witness this car being driven into a lake. They're like on a stakeout thing. And they rescue the girl in the trunk, but she's been shot. And they realize they need to flee the scene because they're going to get blamed for it. Where's my gun? I, uh, no, I, uh... Give me my gun. No, I, I got rid of it. Say again? Yeah, I threw it in the lake because I figured you wouldn't, I would. I got priors in New York, so I really can't, I can't be messing around. You with threw that. it away? Yeah, plus it's evidence. It's what? Watch it. Okay, relax. okay, oh no, I'm sorry. I, I got a little nonplussed there. Okay, this cool. is crazy, I understand. No, Just it's relax. Whoa, what is that? Is that a, is that a clue? What do you mean? Do you see that? In the thing? Can you... Ow! What were you thinking? My $2,000 ceramic vector my mother got me as a special gift? You threw in the lake next to the car. What happens when they drag the lake? You think they'll find my pistol? Jesus. Look up idiot in the dictionary. You know what you'll find? A picture of me? No. The definition of the word idiot, which you fucking are. <laughs> I love that. I know, Val Kilmer has so many great lines in this movie. Like, both of them do, but... Um... The dialogue is at such a high level, I think. You know, when when you lock a lot of the, these sort of buddy movies, these buddy cop movies, this is Shane Black, his first movie directing, but of course he wrote Lethal Weapon and a bunch of other sort of cop movies. But the the, the verbiage, yeah. that, especially the gay Perry, is, is really terrific, I think. Yeah, it's great. And I, I feel like just, you know, we've, we've done Lethal Weapon, but this is just like light years better dialogue-wise. And act- sure, and, and character. And acting. Yeah. And this is another thing. This one was sort of Robert Downey Jr.'s first movie sort of back after being in prison and dealing with all the drug stuff and all that. And Shane Black kind of gave him a, a first opportunity back. Yeah. Um, and he kind of nailed it. And this was sort of the the template for, for him getting Iron Man and getting all that stuff. So it's kind of cool. Kinda it is kind of cool. Kinda little cool. story around this movie. Mm-hmm. Many so what happened? Go ahead. I was saying it has many levels. So Harry reunites with uh, his childhood crush, Harmony, who's Megan Moynihan. Um, but he finds out that her sister is also dead. Um, and she, Michelle he, Moynihan. Oh, I'm sorry. What did I say? Megan? Megan, yeah. Okay. Well, Moynihan, Irish. Everyone's named Megan. Come Whatever. on. Whatever. <laughs> That's true. Um, so he poses as a private investigator to help her um, kind of deal with the case of her dead sister. And... He's just not very good at it, and he has her over, and he accidentally sweet, sleeps with her friend instead of her, and her friend, her friend's like so hostile too, which is really funny. Um, <laughs> um, so when he comes to the door to apologize to Harmony, she slams the door in his face and cuts his finger off. And yes, they go and get just it. Cuts just his, cuts his. Says, slam. Did I cut your finger off? Yeah. He's like, yes, pick it up, pick it up. <laughs> Um, so he gets his finger fixed and then he goes back to his apartment and he finds the dead body of the girl, which they, they rescued from the, um, from the lake in his shower. Um, and he's so freaked out that he actually accidentally pees on her. So he calls Perry for help. Okay. First things first, we got to move her somewhere. You got gloves? Excuse me? Gloves. Do you have gloves? You have to move her. If it's a frame up, some asshole's probably calling the cops on you right now. Do this. Wrap up the body in a blanket, a sheet, anything. Uh, any particular kind of gloves? Yes. Fawn. Will you fucking hurry? Perry. Yeah? I peed on it. What? What you peed on what? I peed on the corpse. Can they do like ID from that? I'm sorry, you you peed on, on the corpse, and my question is No, my question, I get to go first. Why in blue perfect hell would you pee on a corpse? I didn't intend to. It's not like I did it for kicks. God, this isn't happening. You said this doesn't happen. This is your fault. Shut up and listen. First, you have to wrap the body. Okay. Second, you've got to find the gun. Say this with me. Find the gun. Find the gun. Find the gun. Oh, did I throw it in the lake? Not my gun, idiot. They dropped a body on you. It's a frame-up. Then they also have planted a gun. Trust me. Move it. I'll be there in four minutes. Have you ever peed on a body, Abby? <laughs> nope. Not so far. Yeah, well, you know, it is the holiday season. <laughs> yep, nice still young. And I know how I know how you get a few eggnogs in you mm-hmm. and start wandering around the old old lumber yard and <laughs> you never know what you're gonna run into looking for corpses to pee on looking for corpses to pee on it's it's a barrett christmas tradition mm-hmm. that's why i love christmas so much yeah again more with more of the dialogue with his what in the blue perfect hell i mean it's just and i feel like you write that and it only t- you know val kilmer just pulls it off i mean he's so good in this yeah 
Did you see the Val Kilmer documentary? I haven't seen that yet. I do want to see it. Yeah, yeah. It's really good because, um, no spoilers, but he, you know, he kind of went away and it's because he has throat cancer or had throat cancer. And he kind of talks through one of these. So, like, he's lost his voice. But his son, who I think is probably his late teens, early 20s, sounds exactly like him. Oh, wow. So he does the narration as him. And so it's like, it's it's really kind of cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's really interesting. He's kind of a he's an interesting guy that Val Kilmer. Mm-hmm. He's so he's so talented. Yeah, an amazing actor and a weird mercurial person. Just like you. I am the Val Kilmer of this podcast. <laughs> I think I'm just so, just so mercurial. So as Harry continues to work the case, he finds himself in the house of one of the bad guys' um, assassins, who he ends up killing. Um, because otherwise he's going to get killed. Unfortunately, in the Bruja, his finger has fallen off yet again. again. Um, so he puts it in ice, and as he's looking away, the the, the dog comes and grabs it um, right as, as he's calling Perry. Where the hell are you? Yeah, I'm one of the kidnappers, one of them anyhow. I shot him, and he's dead. Jesus, Harry, wipe the place clean and get out of there. Yeah, and I can't. I want to, but I can't. So do it. Because my fingerprints are the dog's fucking dog's. Harry, no one's going to dust the fucking dog. No, he's got the finger. Asshole, he's got the finger with the print part. Get the finger, kill the dog, get out of there. Hang on. Shit. Oh, I think, uh, I think we're safe. Harry? Harry? Hey, Perry, I shot a guy. I never did that before. The dog ate the finger. I know it was a visual thing, but that's what happened, folks. The dog ate the finger. And honestly, if he had shoot, he had shoot, he had shooted the dog. If he had shot the dog, um, mm-hmm. speaking of blue perfect issues, um, like we just wouldn't <laughs> have liked him. Like he, he, no, of course you can't kill the dog. Yeah, you can't kill the dog. Do you think if you chopped your finger off, your cat noodles would eat your finger? Oh yeah, I don't think you would have to be off my body for her to eat. <laughs> Right, she's trying. She's going. She's going for the jugular right now, isn't yeah. she? She's just waiting patiently, eyeing me like a giant chicken leg. Just <laughs> licking her lips, mm-hmm. saying, "I want to get. I want to get a piece of that Barrett Cordon Bleu." <laughs> and then she's gonna oh. pee on me afterwards. It's so weird. Right, exactly, exactly. Your cat is vicious. So Harry and Perry start to put the um, pieces together, and they uh, it leads them to a mental hospital. Um, where the sort of bad guy has been keeping his daughter. I don't want to give away spoilers, but, you know, this came out in 2005. So 2005. Catch up, people. Come on. And people, you should be watching the movie before. I think what people should do to to really enjoy this podcast, I guess I guess we haven't gotten into this before. They should watch the movie and then immediately listen to the podcast so they can kind of follow along with us. Don't you agree that that would be the I best mean, course of action, Abby Barrett? I think I do a really good job of setting the scene for each movie right. and, and really yeah. taking it linearly and in depth and not You're never confusing. Not no, no, never. I'm always yeah, prepared. You, you, you always watch mm-hmm. the movies fully. See, what people don't know and is that I, I curate the clips beforehand, and then I write like a brief description. <laughs> people don't know that. That's kind of No, people don't know. Do people don't know how much work you do, <laughs> do. for this podcast. You, you do so me. much work. I do nothing. Me, all me. So um, anyway, please continue. So they go to this mental hospital, and one of the um, sort of orderlies holds him at gunpoint um but perry gets the jump on him and then and then harry tries to question him and he's trying to kind of be a badass and it does not go well i want you to picture a bullet inside your head can you do that for me fuck you anyway that's ambiguous ambiguous no i don't think so no i think he means that when you say picture it inside your head okay is that a bullet will be inside your head or picture it in your head like harry an image. He's got Look, a point. i don't know anything about a girl seriously i was bluffing on I think that you are bluffing right now. Harry, what are you doing? Well, what I'm doing for the guy who likes to bluff is I'm playing a little game called Am I Bluffing? Huh? Where is she? Where the fuck is Harmony? Harry. You want to play hardball? I can do that. Where is the girl? What did you just do? I just I put in one bullet, didn't I? I you put, put a one. live round in that gun. Oh, well, yeah. There was like an 8% chance. Eight Wasn't it just 8? Eight? eight? Yeah. Who taught you math? math? 
that's that's me in that situation. <laughs> Who taught you math? What doing the getting the math wrong? Getting the math wrong. Yeah, I love there. There's a, there's always sort of one you know one of the themes in these buddy movies is there's always not always but they're very frequently see we see sort of the. Like, oh, I'm going to be the crazy one when you're interrogating someone. Who do you think would could pull off the between you and me? Who could pull off the best crazy one if we were interrogating somebody? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think you would like relish in being the crazy one. I think so. I think yeah. you would be like psyched to do it. I would be very enthusiastic yeah. about being the crazy one. Yes, that doesn't mean I'd be more effective because yeah, which one that's... of us is, more, is scarier? I don't know. I think I, I I feel like you're you're scarier. I bet you mad you're scarier. Yeah, possibly. Because you're 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 usually very even keeled. Yeah. And you know, like I said, like I said, you barely register a pulse most nope. of the time. You are. I've been dead inside know, for years. Dead inside for years. <laughs> so for you to just get all yelling and get in someone's face, I think that would really scare the shit out of them. Yes, maybe, but maybe so, more scary if they knew me already, and that would be scary. But if they didn't know me and I was just starting to yell, like they would just be like, "Oh, this lady's always yelling." Now, here's yelling lady. Yeah, here she comes. Here she comes. Nag, nag, nag. <laughs> Shouting about how much she loves Christmas and whatever. <laughs> they basically uncover all the mysteries of the case, and um, they are captured by the bad guy, bad guy and tortured, which I have questions about that. But um, while Harry has, um, he basically has electrodes attached to his penis, and Perry is tied up next to him, and he's like trying to help him get out of this jam, but it's... It's just a funny scene. You know, you could zap his chest. It'd be a whole lot easier. But I think we both know why you gotta do it down there. You like looking at his Johnson, don't you? Admit it, dude. You got it in ya. Enough! Come on! Torelio, look me in the eyes and tell me you've never been with a man. Don't you, Mariko! That's what you want, isn't it? You wanna fuck me, don't you? Stop helping. Come over here. Stop helping. Why can't you say it? If you're not gay, just say so. Fuck you, Mariko! Harry, look at him. He can't even say it. Uh, Why can't you just say it? I can't wait to have you as a patient. I bet you can. I can't wait because this is what you want. Right here. Shut up! Take a look. Take a look. You want some of this right here? Look at this. Huh? How about some of this? Shut up! Yeah! Homophobes never check there. So he had a gun hidden in his crotch. um, So when he was patted down, they didn't catch it. I love the scene. I love that he used um, the guy's homophobia against him by killing him. Yeah, it's interesting because this, you know, with with Val playing it, with Gay Perry being a gay character, this actually won a Glad Award. Oh, I didn't know that. Because it was sort of the first, it was considered, or it's considered by many the first sort of gay lead in some ways, even though it wasn't a gay actor, but... And in, but in other ways, you know, this is only this was two thousand five, so it wasn't that long ago. So there are there are some things that seem very dated, like everybody being surprised there's a gay guy in L.A. <laughs> you know, yeah. like like whereas they, you know, and he, everyone's sort of asking him, "Really, you look at a guy and you're attracted to him?" Where it seems like even in two thousand five, that would be pretty out of date. But yet there's other things like that where it uses the like sort of spins it uh, you know spins the homophobia on itself so well and everybody at these parties all the males at the parties the the sort of toxic masculinity is on display um and everybody's using each other and and so in a weird way i i I sort of get why they are kind of like oh my god you know i think they're also sort of taken aback that he's not hiding it that he's like well but it just strikes me that in 2005 in hollywood because these are all hollywood people that everyone was gay and everyone was openly gay in 2005 yeah but maybe i'm maybe i'm looking back with yeah i'm thinking that the the people at the party those particular people are so insecure sure like yes generally hollywood there was people who were openly gay but i i feel like those individuals and they're not you know they're not nice individuals they're so right, insecure, right. you know, like the guy that beats up Harry. Sure. You know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It was just, it's an interesting point in history and, you know, in some, especially it, it really highlights this was only 15, 16 years ago and that like, oh, wow, there's been a lot of progress since then. And mm-hmm. now we wouldn't think twice about a character being gay because there's just, you wouldn't think yeah. twice about it. 
I also love that when he does shoot him, Harry goes, yeah, which is the same time that the audience is doing that. And I just love that. It's like a weird third wall thing. Like he's so psyched that the guy shot, obviously, because the guy's going to not zap his balls anymore. But there was like a weird, like I shouted at the same time he did kind of. You shouted in your living room? I did. Did you go, yeah? (laughs) And then I did like the Hulk Hogan, like like flex, flex, and I ripped my shirt off. Right. I right. was wearing That's, a tank top too, which was perfect. Yeah, with with holes cut out in the back, mm-hmm. so they were easier to rip. Was sure. that how they do it? <gasps> yeah, there's three That's holes. Cheating. Yeah, so that is kiss, kiss, bang, bang, and that is the friendship between Perry and Harry. But the question is, how will that friendship compare to our own? What do you think? How do you think it's going to go on this special Christmas episode, Abby? I don't know. Christmas is just it's it's a minefield. It's, this is gonna be this is gonna be something. <laughs> something Christmas, else. Christmas is a minefield. Mm-hmm. Your new Christmas album by Abby Barrett. <laughs> we will explore our friendship as well as Harry and Perry coming up next. Buddies. So Brendan, I've got some pretty exciting news. We have a new sponsor. Really? Yeah. Great. Tell me about it. Yeah, it's um, it's Abby's Crab Trap. It's just like a seafood restaurant chain our specialty is um it's like uh you know when you like go out and pick strawberries and like you pick them yeah yeah so we actually have a situation where you catch them oh wow so you have like a big tank of crabs that people can like pick them no even better we um basically charter a boat and our guests can go out on the boat and catch their own crabs from the middle of the ocean so the the restaurant customers come and you put them on a boat and send them to the middle of the ocean. Isn't that like really dangerous? I mean, yeah. I I mean, sometimes there's storms. A few people have lost, you know, maybe some limbs. But you you've you've had people at your restaurant l- lose limbs? Sure. I mean, that's only natural with a new restaurant. Abby, have there been deaths? Yeah, like four or five, but Again, new restaurant. We're just working out the kinks. So you want people to come eat at your restaurant where they're going to be sound out on a boat. Yes. During storms. Yes. And danger and possibly lose their life. Yes. And there have been a few lawsuits, which is really why we need sponsors. This is why we need real sponsors. Please like and subscribe, rate and review so we can get actual sponsors and get Abby out of this legal problem. Ladies night on Tuesday. Welcome back to We Are Too Old for This Podcast. I am your robot host, Abby Barrett. And this Your Christmas robot. <laughs> Christmas robot. I bring joy. I think we got our next movie idea, Christmas Robot. Oh, yeah, I would watch the shit out of that. You would watch the shit mm-hmm. out of Christmas Robot, right? Yeah. Don't steal my idea, everybody, even though I just put it on our podcast. Christmas Robot TM. Like, TM, trademarked. I just trademarked it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just trademarked Christmas Robot. So the friendship between Harry and Perry is, goes through quite the Christmas roller coaster. It is. During the yes. during Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. It is quite the, the, the ballyhoo. That's a fancy word. I know. Well, I am. I am. I've got an education. <laughs> Damn. So it will be interesting to, to see how our friendship holds up to Harry and Perry. But first, maybe it would help people to learn how it is that we met. Yeah. Um. A lot of people don't know this, but um, we both um auditioned for a um a Santa Claus gig. Mm-hmm. A Santa mall gig. Um, mall Santa. Mall yep. Santa. Yes. And we were both at the um, Cambridge Side Galleria in, um, I guess that's technically Somerville, Massachusetts. All right. Uh, there ran McNally, Miss Geography over <laughs> um, there. I believe the latitude and the longitude were 76 and 48. And yeah, we had both grown beards for the part. Um, both Big white beards. Big white beards. And um, ultimately, I did lose to you mm-hmm. because you slept with the um, producer of the mall santa extravaganza and he was an actual elf yes he was that's that's the thing that people don't know about these mall santa gigs is the santas are fake sure the santas are obviously they're they're not really santa but but the elves are real elves yeah and let me tell you if you've never been blown by an elf (laughs) and they are cruel too put it on the bucket list Mm -hmm. it's good stuff yes (laughs) i i did not have that 
happen to me because I did not get the part. You didn't get blown by an elf, no. no. Not yet. As I not said, yet. the night is still young. The still, it is, is that your Christmas wish to get blown by an elf? It's one of them. There's many. <laughs> there are many Christmas There's wishes. Many Christmas wishes. Top of the list. Get blown by one of Santa's elves. Yes. Oh, Lord. Of course. Of course, this is where it went. So the question we always tend to start things off with when we compare our friendship to the movie friendships is which one of us is Harry and which one of us is Gay Perry? What do you think? <sighs> I've thought long and hard about this. Um, and I think in the end, I think I might be Harry. You do? Yeah. Tell me why. I think like in a situation, like I could just see myself showing up to something and just be like, what? I don't know. Similar to this podcast. And, <laughs> okay. you know, and just kind of making the wrong moves in a, in a situation that involved like quick thinking. That's interesting because I think of you as the Perry. Interesting. Because I think you're a cool customer. Because I think the thing about Perry is he's not... He he's not doesn't get too he always yeah, sort he doesn't of get too keeps ruffled. his cool. He gets a little ruffled, but he 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 kind of is even. He he and I think that's more you than me. I think I get more worked up than you do. Hmm, interesting. I guess I Harry seems like such a spaz in certain moments that which I don't think you're like a spaz. I don't think you're a spaz either. So we're, so we're both Perry. That's. That can't be right. No, I think I think I think we just disagree on this. I, okay. I think that you you are the in my mind you're the Perry because you're the you're the you know he's always sort of he's he's I, I feel like he's always calling Harry an idiot. Yes, that's which true. is sort of that, and he's always sort of the one you know, and he's always the one that that Harry calls when he's in trouble, and I feel like it, I feel like I call you when I'm in trouble. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I feel like you're the one that I I count on in time of need. And you're more likely to pee on a body. I am much more likely mm -hmm. to pee on the body. I pee everywhere. Yeah. I ha I got I I've been told I have terrible aim. I have terrible <laughs> bathroom aim. I, I like that you may like it sounds like you've been told by many many people rather than it just has like been, the person that you live with. No, it's no. No, she's given up on that. But like I've been told like people are like really that's what you do in the bathroom. I'm like I didn't see it and it's because I think it's cuz I can't, it's so embarrassing. I think it's cuz I you know my when I'm standing I I have kind of a belly. I've got a I've I've been working the dad bod. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. No, you know Before what it is it was cool. Is, yeah, it, you know what it is? Is a Santa gig. Uh, I just kept, I just kept yeah. the body for it. Like I put method the weight acting. on, and I just, I just kept the body for it. So, some, so I don't really see what I'm doing. And I, <laughs> wow, this is really getting. Do you, what if you? Maybe this is something to put on your Christmas list. You know those like mirrors that you put on like a tree for those blind drives if you're trying to back out. Oh yeah. Clear? Like maybe you could have one kind of one attached. One right for my crotch. Yeah, one like pointed. Over, yeah. Pointed at my crotch, mm -hmm. or like a little dentist mirror. I think I really yes, need a little dentist definitely, mirror. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Just don't pee on it. <laughs> that's true. But then, yeah, I got to rig it up, and then I'll probably I'll probably pee on the mirror. But that's what I would do. Is I would sort of like get excited about like trying to ricochet the mirror onto the, <laughs> you know, trying to get the angle right. That's gross. <laughs> well, that yeah, I went too far. Finally, yeah, you went. That was disgusting. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting that you and I both see each other as the Perry because Perry is clearly the competent one. Yes. And I think maybe you and I see each other as more competent than we see ourselves, which is interesting. Or we um, also maybe think the best of each other. Yeah, which is, right. Which exactly. is nice. No, I think that is true. What? But what do you think is, do you think there's an area, like what would the situation be like where either I was the super competent one, or you like that we we have like a real mismatch in our competence level. What 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 do you think that's in? Yeah, that's a good question. I think that it would be very situational. Like I could see myself being pretty competent in like a situation involving like a drunk mob or you know like something where huh. I could kind of be like, okay, I don't know, like dealing with. I think I, I might be better at dealing with difficult people. Really? Than you are. Hmm. Mo mostly because I just have probably more practice 
at from it. bartending, you mean? Yeah, I'm talking about strangers. I'm not talking about like, you know, I think on a one-to-one basis, you're good at that. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the only situation I could think that like maybe I would be more competent. You know, I, I, it's hard to say because it's that they're in such a, um, they're in such a like intense think quick situation. Right, right. Where they have multiple murders and all that. Yeah. I think that socially in some way, ways I'm more competent than you are. Yeah, I could see that. Like, like, I mean, I don't think you're terrible at a party or anything like that, but I think I'm very, like, I like to go around and meet everybody. Yeah, I do not like that. And you don't like that at all. And so I think if it were one of those things where we had to mingle or network, which, which again, this movie has a lot of that as well, yeah. where they're kind of in this Hollywood, L.A. environment. So what do you do in that kind of situation where you're kind of thrown into a networking or socializing situation? Any sort of forced networking thing even if it's not forced, even if like, they're like, go out there, like this could help your career. Like I would, I would prefer to find the snacks and hang out by the snacks as I've done since the days of middle school dances, hang out by the snacks. And if anybody wants to come talk to me, I'll be more than happy to talk to them, but I am not going to go up to strangers and like introduce myself and, and talk about myself. Mm. And do you feel like that has, has hindered your life? I mean, probably. I don't, it's, yeah, I think if, if as a, somebody who is in like a music situation where like it would behoove me to, to like promote myself and network, I, right. I, <laughs> I just avoid it. You just don't do it. Yeah. And thus. Yeah. I just like hope for the best. Yeah. I'm like, like, well, somebody will get the word out. It won't be me, but <laughs> maybe they'll come to my house. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. They'll just knock on my door and say, Hey. Yeah. Hey, we yeah. need a singer-songwriter here. <laughs> Is this the right house? Oh. I don't know why they talk like that. Oh. <laughs> I yeah, think you, I, I... You're better I in a networking a, situation. I get into... Well, I don't like the word networking because, like, the way I get into it is I'm just going to approach everyone as a human being, and I'm just going to try to see if they're an interesting person. And uh, But I'm also... I usually have a couple of go-to lines in a networking situation such as so this this works every single time every single time i'll walk up to a group of people and i will kind of cut in and i'll be like okay who here is up for some mingling oh okay right ever get to laugh every single time because it acknowledges that we're all kind of mingling and it's all kind of stupid but i have fun with it everybody laughs and then they introduce themselves to me and i'm in the conversation see i was really hoping you were going to say you went up to a group and then picked out like the second in command and just cold cock them <laughs> right, and yes. then you know sort of establish yourself as the dominant yeah. one because i've well, tried that was, before it doesn't work yeah. though so you go and you push punch out the second in command and then you so that the so that the leader you're like, look, I'm no threat to you. Yes. I just want this number two yeah. spot. Yeah. I'm your new number two. I'm your new number two. <laughs> the Abby Barrett story. <laughs> I'll go number two for you. That's my mom. <laughs> All over that dead All body. <laughs> the real test for Harry and Perry, you know, pretty early on, Harry asks Perry to sort of help him in a pretty high stress situation, gets him to sort of what to do with a dead body. I guess what I'm asking is, would you help me move a dead body? I think it depends on how it was killed. Like if, if it's, it's, it's contingent on the motive behind how the body, like if you did, if you committed the crime. Right. And it was, completely you know and you killed you know some sweet poor old lady or baby yeah like i I would not help you you would not help me kill you would not abet in a baby killing abby what kind of friend are you i'm not going to help you baby baby bury babies what about the situation like that where i'm i show up and i'm being set up and there's a there's a there's a body there would you? Impl- I would help would you. you. Kind of, you would risk yeah. yourself and be like, okay, I will implicate myself in this crime. I mean, I feel like this is one of those situations, those high stress situations, where I'm like, maybe we could just go to the authorities and explain it all. But right, as you know, I I think they make the right call in the movie. Yeah, the authorities can't be trusted. We yeah. know that now. 
they can't. He's being set up. The authority. Yeah. They're probably uh, they're probably in on it. Yes. <laughs> the LAPD's on the payroll right, take- of Corbin Burnson. Oh, Corbin Burnson. Yeah. Anytime he's in a movie, I'm like kind of psyched. Really? You've yeah. got a Corbin Burnson thing? It's not a thing. I just like him and stuff. Yeah, I think he's talent. I think he's he's funny. I I and uh, I loved him as the dad on Psych, the grumpy dad. Do you ever watch Psych? Oh, I I've like watched like an, an episode. Yeah, yeah. He, he's 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 like the straight man on that. Mm-hmm. And, and to you know, and he's kind of this grumpy old man. He's pretty funny. He's in Seinfeld, one episode. Oh right, mm-hmm. and he was in the movie Major League. Sure, let's just go down Corbin Burnson's. Maybe we should rename our podcast. Corbin Burnson. We're too the podcast. We're too old for Corbin Burnson. Corbin Burnson's resume. <laughs> dot com the podcast. Uh, I would help you move a body too. I think if you came home and you were like, "Hey, this body's here. I'm being set up." I think I would, uh, but I would insist on peeing on it. Well, yeah. I mean, we would take turns. Yeah, I, w- I insist on yeah. peeing. When- whenever I come over your house, I, I insist on peeing on something. That's you know a sacred that. right of, that's like, you know, just how you, how you welcome a, a guest. That's right. Please find In our something culture, to pee on. Please find something to pee mm-hmm. on. And if we have a body, that's that's even better. Yeah. Especially at Christmas. Yeah, it's that's a nice a, that's treat. That's a night Christmas tradition. Yeah. Come in, pee on the Yule log. Decorate the body with candy canes, then pee on it. And then, oh, and did, then you, kiss under it with the mistletoe. Yeah. Kiss under the, the piss-covered mistletoe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how we do the it. The pistletoe. Oh, there we go. Yeah. And oh, I've been waiting my whole life to get there. That's sad. That was my whole life led to that moment. <laughs> well, if you like moments that are no. lifetime amazing moments, have I got a Well, we were talking. No, no, Abby. Here's the thing. Just now we were talking about Christmas. Yes. And one if one were to lead into a Christmas-based quiz, for instance, sure. that I thought you might have, one might just say, speaking of Christmas. Okay, so when you that's were... That's all you have to so do. So when you were doing the airline motions for when me to do... When I was pointing at okay. you... I thought we were playing charades and I got... <laughs> no, we were playing charades. Okay. And I was doing the charade of, hey, Abby, it's time for you to do the quiz. <laughs> and I, I guess I lost that round. So it's so yeah. funny that you mention a quiz, because I have a quiz. I, okay, let's do it. Yeah, that's how, that's how you do a segue. Um, not really, not at all. And it's a Christmas-based quiz. Because as I had no idea, as, as you've known, we've been talking about Christmas, and this is sort of a Christmas movie. It takes place during Christmas, it so does. this is a Christmas-based quiz. Yes, I got to tell you, Abby, I had no idea this was coming. Yep, and I really appreciate you putting the work into this podcast to create this the, yeah. or to find this quiz. Well, I found it on the um, GoodHousekeeping.com website. So right, that's the, that's your main source for quizzes. Yes, um, it's a short one this week. Thank God. So are you ready? You ready to rock? I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, so I call you on Christmas Eve night and confess that I've broken into the North Pole and accidentally murdered Santa Claus. One of the elves, who is actually a real dick and has killed other elves, has witnessed the crime. Do you kill him in order to protect me from the NPPD, which is the North Pole Police Department? <laughs> All right, I've got to know what your motive was for killing Santa. I, well, I guess it was sort of an accident. I found out that he started the war on Christmas. Oh, okay. And I didn't, like, I had to kill him because otherwise there'd be, like, so many casualties from this war on Christmas. Right. So it was kind of like a... a Like, save humanity. Save humanity. Mm -hmm. Like, go back in time, kill Hitler type of thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so the elf that I have to kill to help you is a real dick of an elf. Yes. And has killed other elves. Has killed other elves. Mm-hmm. For what reason? Just like he's ornery. Oh, so yeah. just straight up ornery elf. Yeah. I, I think I would kill an elf. Okay. And I think I'm, that I would kill an elf, period. <laughs> like, regardless of the situation. Even if it's, it's like my, a really nice elf. Like, even it's if it's my, the dentist from Rudolph. Right. It's on my my Christmas list <laughs> to kill an elf someday. Your Christmas bucket list. <laughs> Yes, my Christmas bucket list is to someday kill an elf. So okay. yes, I would kill. I would kill an evil elf to protect you. Um, but it sounds yes, more like that. you just want to do it, and then bonus. Well, you gotta, it, it helps me. Yeah, you, right. You got to get an erection somehow, and if if killing an elf doesn't do it, then I'm just dead from the waist down. Sure, I hear you. 
Okay, second question. You ready? Yes. You are able to get me the gift of my dreams, a truly life-changing gift, but you have to do one of the following. Which do you choose? A, stand in a Black Friday line starting at 2 p.m. on Thanksgiving, and the store doesn't open until noon on Friday. Also, it's 98 degrees out, and there's no shade, and you have the trots, and there's only one porta potty for 350 people. B, you have to pick up a second job as a deodorant tester where your role is sniffing armpits, and you do that like after your, your day gig. Mm-hmm. Or C, have electrodes attached to your underpants area for three seconds. Yeah, that one. Really? Oh, yeah. Three seconds? Please. That's a lot of pain, though. Yeah, but again, I think I think uh, when these quizzes come up, I am almost always going to pick the f- the physical pain option because okay. I like physical pain just doesn't deter me that much because I'm in you know I'm an old man so I'm in near I'm in near constant <laughs> physical pain all the time. So you're used so to what's, it. So what's three seconds of ball torturing? Okay. Yeah, all right. Absolutely. Second would be armpit sniffing, and third would be the standing in line. Yeah, Black Friday sucks. Yeah. I don't get Standing that. Standing in line ever yeah. sucks. It's not worth it. It's never worth no. it. Never worth it. Those those people in line at Ellis Island, not worth not it. Worth I would have stood there. <laughs> just turn not around. Not worth it. Not that great of a country. <laughs> We're just okay. <laughs> okay. Number three. You are only allowed to listen to one Christmas song for the rest of your life. Which do you choose? Mm-hmm. There's four options here. Oh, I don't get to pick my own. Okay. No. All I Want for Christmas by Mariah Carey. Mm-hmm. Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney. Mm-hmm. Dominique the Donkey, the Italian Christmas Donkey. I don't remember who wrote that song. I don't and, think I know that one. Oh, I'll sing it to you. And I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus by the Jackson 5. Uh, Mariah Carey. Really? Do you like that yeah, song? Yeah, I love that song. I love that song too. I do. I think it's terrific. That's a great song. I yeah. guess I would pick Wonderful Christmas Time more for the nostalgia aspect of it because it was like around when I was a kid. Yeah, I love. I mean, I really like Paul McCartney, but that's not a favorite of mine of his. And I, I, f- I find the uh, the chorus a bit uh, grating after a while. Interesting. Whereas I feel like uh, the Mariah Carey one, I think I, I don't think I could ever get sick of hearing that yeah, song. Yeah, that's a great song. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge Mariah Carey fan, but that one is that's a killer. Yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, the structurally, it's it's a great song. It's interesting, and yeah, love it. Um, and last question. Who is more likely to start a war on Christmas, you or me? Explain. Uh, I thought it would be you, but apparently you are programmed to like Christmas. Yep. I don't. Ha- I don't hate Christmas, but I don't like. I guess really? I call myself sort of Christmas neutral. Like I could get into the Christmas spirit, but not a ton. Why is that? It's weird. I think it's because of all the commercialism and the consumerism that's tied up with it. Yeah. Like I like. I like the sort of vague feeling of all right we're sitting here around a fire and we've got lights on a tree and maybe we're sipping some you know eggnog or some apple cider enjoying some cookie you know like that can i like the the coziness of it yes i also like i like gifts for kids Mm -hmm. like kids in my life like i love you know when kids who are santa age yeah yeah yeah. um that's a lot of fun but as as far as just like as an adult i feel like it's it's like "Eh, it's fine i mean i guess mike when i think of christmas i kind of ignore the materialism aspect of it you how do you possibly ignore the materialism i mean because we do like we do um you know i get gift from my parents and then you know we pick out of a hat so that we're not like all having to get presents for everybody so you know right. me and my sister and brother and in-laws and stuff like we just getting like one nice present for somebody and then yeah. i still have my nieces and my nephew so right it's yeah. fun to I, get i, I enjoy yeah i enjoy getting presents for kids but we but we don't do it for i mean they're adults, adults now like, but yeah yeah but i'm like why you know we're adults if, if i need if i need a toaster i'll buy a fucking toaster yeah no, I like to, oh. I like to pick out something that people wouldn't normally get, like a like a like like a gun, like like Gay a Perry. cock ring, a cock ring. Yeah, you get, you get people. Yeah, like, your mom, my great uncle would love a cock ring. <laughs> yeah, your relationship with your great uncle has always been a little suspect. Yeah, a little bit awesome. Just kidding. I don't have a great uncle. <laughs> <laughs> we know it's fiction. It's fiction, folks. <laughs> Yay. So is that the quiz? That's the quiz. That's it. So what did we learn about Christmas? What did we learn? We learned that I like it more than you do. Yes. 
and we learned that you um, hate kids. I think is what you said. You hate kids. I hate children. You yeah. hate children. And I want to. You want to. You want to bury a baby. Elves. Murder elves. Yeah, mur- murder elves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's gotten. It's been a pretty dark Christmas episode, hasn't it? <laughs> this is the most optimistic I've been this whole podcast. <laughs> well, I mean, at the end of the day, it comes down to comparing our relationship to Perry and Harry mm-hmm. from Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. And I think it's, it's about that time. It's about that time to hear the verdict. When do you think we should hear that verdict? I Abby Ho-Ho Barrett. I think we should hear the verdict, Brendan Tinsel Kringle Boogie, next. Bad it's Bud Plugs, where Abby and I plug our shit. It's the holiday season, so you might be looking for a gift. Why not check out some of the cool bumper stickers that I designed on my Zazzle store? It's zazzle.com slash boogie bumps. They're all kinds of irreverent and weird bumper stickers with weird shit written on them. And you can go look at zazzle.com slash boogie bumps. I guarantee it probably won't ship before the holidays, but maybe you can get it for a later holiday. Maybe Maybe this is a great Valentine's Day gift or perhaps Arbor Day. So that's Zazzle.com slash Boogie Bumps. And this has been Bud Plugs. Buddies, 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 buddies. Welcome back to the Ho Ho Holiday Edition. Wow. We're too old for this podcast. I'm Brendan Boogie and this is Abby Elf Killin' Barrett. (laughs) Woo! Bang, bang! (laughs) Speaking of bang, bang, it's time for the verdict on Kiss Kiss. Bang, bang. Who has the better friendship, Harry and Gay Perry or Brendan and Abby? Who would like to go first? Would you like to go first? I can go first. Like I'm... To go first. Why don't you go first? I'll go first, but this is a hard one. I mean, if there was ever a tie, this would be it, I think. Oh, you're going tie. Yeah. We've had ties before. Have we? Okay. I just think... I had. I think I remember I did a tie. You've never had a tie. Okay. For those of you who are the... We're too old for this podcast, super fans. On your blog that you write about the podcast, you could probably tell us how these verdicts turn out because <laughs> I'm sure it's very important to your lives. Very, very important. Yeah, so I you're think going with a tie. I'm going to go with a tie because they they um they haven't known each other as long, um, mm-hmm. and they do start in a in a sort of butting heads situation, but they become fast friends and really yes. lean on each other and 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 the sort of joy that they experience hanging out together is is palpable by the end um yeah they have a they have a definite back and forth sort of chemistry yeah for sure i do think that there's sort of like a big brother little brother dynamic which we don't have but i think that you know given their situation if we were in that situation i think we would fare similarly Hmm. interesting so you're going with ty i'm going with ty Interesting. I am going to say that we have a better relationship really? than Harry and Perry's. But I agree that it's close. But here is my reasoning. Because you, you kind of call it a big brother, little brother situation. I see it more as a student-teacher type relationship. And in the fact that Perry is very competent. Perry knows what he's doing. Perry doesn't really super lean on Harry at all. Right. And Perry would be fine without Harry. Harry needs Perry more than Perry needs Harry. That's a good point. And even in the end, spoiler alert, Harry goes to work for Perry. Right. Um, and that's sort of the the tag on the end of the movie. Two thousand five though. If you don't like if you don't like spoilers, you shouldn't be listening to this fucking show. Whoa. Fucking spoiler hating okay. ass. Back up. No, okay. No, no, I got this, a word to this guy. This, this guy, guy doesn't like spoilers. <laughs> I mean, Wait, people I are tuning in. Who am I yelling at? Um, that that uh, one guy. Oh, I'm yelling at that one guy in the audience. Don't yeah. worry. The rest of you, yeah. it's not you. It's just that one guy yeah. who's mad at me about spoilers. But I think that I I just think even though they have a good relation, I think they end up having close relationship. But I think it's uneven. It's more. It's it's an uneven relationship. Yes. And I think you and I don't have that. You and I, I feel like, look at each other as peers. We look at each other as equals. I think we probably count on each. I mean, we don't keep track, but I. But we don't have the kind of relationship where one of us is leaning on the other significantly more. Right. 
Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like there are times when I lean on you. There are times when you lean on me. There are times when I help you. There are times when you help me. We're definitely more evenly matched in terms of competence and evenly matched in terms of sort of life skills and experience and all that. So I think that neither of us is the mentor. Right, right. I So I feel like maybe they have a close relationship, but it's a close mentor-mentee relationship. Instead, yes. which isn't the same as a buddy friendship. Right. I agree with that. I agree with all that. So I think that is why I'm saying that Abby and Brendan have a better relationship than Perry and Harry. Final verdict. Final verdict has been delivered. We've got a tie on Abby's and I'm picking us. Mm-hmm. I'm picking us and I usually don't. No, you don't. You usually... <laughs> Vote against us. You're anti us right. most of the time. I'm very anti us mm-hmm. most of the time. Be like, why are these people even friends? <laughs> Much less doing a podcast together yes. every week. God damn it. Especially the, on Christmas. The best holiday ever. Best holiday ever. So before we find out what would happen if we were Harry and Perry, we would like to wish all of you out there a very Merry Christmas or Happy Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or whatever it is that you celebrate during this holiday season. Would you like to wish them a happy uh, holiday, Abby, in your own robot, holiday-loving robot way? I was built to spread joy. Please enjoy the holiday safely. Drink responsibly. (laughs) Don't do drugs. Or do them, I don't care. (laughs) Whatever. Whatever, do whatever you want. So that does bring us to the question. What if we were Harry and Perry? Baron and Boogie reenact a scene from a motion picture, but change the words a little bit. Okay, the first thing you need to do is move the body. Brendan, I peed on the corpse. Can they do like an ID from that? Why in the blue perfect hell would you pee on a corpse? I didn't intend to. It's not like I did it for kicks. Okay, okay. Wrap up the corpse in a blanket or a bed sheet. Wait, there's something else. I dressed up the corpse like Rue McClanahan. What? Why would you do that? I don't know. I panicked. Okay, so you need to find the gun. Wait, Golden Girls at a room McClanahan? No, Mama's family. Abby, what were you thinking? I'm sorry. This is my first corpse. I wasn't sure what to do. Okay, okay, so just wipe down the area. And hurry, the cops are probably on their way. Brendan, I registered the corpse to vote as a libertarian. You did what? You know this country is years from a viable third-party candidate? I know. It all happened so fast. All right, all right. I will be there in four minutes. When I get there, we will remove the corpse from the apartment, string it up like a marionette, put on a musical puppet show for some orphans, and then fire the corpse into space on a donkey-powered rocket. Is that how you get rid of corpses? Oh, yeah. I've done it a hundred times. Pretty standard procedure, actually. Huh. Live and learn. Live and learn. Hey, buddies, if you like what you hear, please follow us at We're Too Old Pod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, Friendster. I think our GeoCities is probably still up and running. If you have an idea for a movie you'd like us to talk about, or if you're a sponsor that wants to offer us some of that sweet, sweet podcast money, email us at we'retooldpod at gmail.com or just look out the window because Abby and I are out there. We're watching you right now. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Thanks, buddies.